This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Uh, I uh, I just really always get such a kick out of being joined in studio by Marlena Shivo. She is a lover of critical thinking. She is a lover of humor. She is a hater of those that uh, do not question authority when there is no rational basis to do so. And uh, she is not crazy about vaccine mandates. She is a producer, a digital content creator, a humorist, and someone whose Halloween party is looked forward to by people all over the state of New Jersey and, quite frankly, all over the Northeast for 364 days. And uh, she is kind enough to come in studio this morning. Hello, Marlena. Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm great. It's Short time you. no see. Yes, that's right. We hung out Friday. I wanted to ask you about that. And I actually want to ask you about that because I heard oh, earlier boy. on the show you were talking about Fort Monmouth. That's right. And I did not get an honorable honorable mention well, here's for you... your guided that's detour. Right. Well, here's what here's and... what happened. Well, a couple of things. One, um, a lot of times when I've mentioned where you live, you like correct me and stop and don't want me to say where you live. Right. So I didn't think you'd want me to say that. But I, don't, I, we, but I live in that town. So like okay. Monmouth County is very large. So no one can, you know, you can't really pinpoint yes. where, where it is. Right. But, um, but then you also, we, uh, you could have just said I was with you. Okay. I could have, right. and then, and then I did bestow upon you the knowledge of Netflix, you which, did. and yeah. it was odd that the news came out like a few days later. The timing was interesting. So um, I'm just glad you didn't uh, – well, that you likened the property to Shutter Island and didn't say Chernobyl. Because if you said Chernobyl right, that, and didn't attribute it to had me, to pay a royalty. We, would, yes. uh, we would have words. That, that's, uh, that's fair. That's all true. Hey, uh, so my wife and I are coming to your Halloween party, although I did say that I was coming last year solo and, and I didn't come. So hopefully we make it this year. <laughs> um, uh, this is – you go all out for Halloween. I, I did uh, – drive you home the other day when we were hanging out, which we'll get to in a second. And your house is all decked out in terms of Halloween decorations. You put a lot of effort in. I do put a lot of effort. It's actually effortless because I just like it so much. Um, People always ask me if my kids are scared of the decorations. And I think at this point they're just so used to them, except for the fact that my little one won't sleep in her room because it's across from where Michael Myers is. But other than that, they seem to just ignore them. Um, But, yeah, I I think Halloween is probably – Aside from summer, I think it's the best time of were, the year. Were you always a Halloween person, even as a child? Uh-huh. And so as a kid, obviously trick-or-treating. But then as I got older, I just loved the idea that <laughs> I feel like I am more of a Halloween person all year round, where I like to not be take myself so seriously. And I feel like people on Halloween let themselves go a little bit more and they don't take themselves so seriously and they dress up and they look crazy and then they feel like they can be the characters that they're dressed up as and I just feel like that's something I wish we had more of more than just one day a year. Uh, no, well, that's that, uh, that's that's true. I think uh, we could probably use a few more holidays uh, like that. Uh, there's a Jewish Halloween, which is uh, where where folks do that. It's um, uh, Purim, 
Purim. Oh, so Purim. they do yeah, they do yeah, that yeah. on there and have a lot of similar aspects of it. So maybe they have the the right attitude. Um, well, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> you were telling me uh, before you came here, you actually were watching the latest Halloween film, this Michael Myers Right, film. so... What's it I, called? Um, Halloween Ends. Halloween and Ends. last year it was Halloween Kills, and it's that, that new trilogy that they came out with Lee, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but they're saying that this is the absolute last one, which Please. is really sad, though. It's not going to be the absolute it's, last it's one. It's called Halloween Ends. So what? So what? And I'm actually glad I didn't finish it, because so it, it's, it's, it's long. I think it's about two and a half hours. And I started it late because, you know, I did need to get some sleep. And I, you know, I was going to start it at midnight, but I ended up starting it at like 1 a.m. and ish. Mm-hmm. No, maybe like a little bit before that. So I think I, I got about 45 minutes in and nothing catastrophic has happened yet. But well, spoiler, don't give any spoilers. I, I, no. Well, spoiler alert. Michael Myers is still, you know, out there. <laughs> Just FYI. I was a little disappointed. So my, one of my favorite things about the Halloween franchise is that they don't kill kids. They do, they kill teenagers and the, they slaughter right. everybody, but they leave the kids alone, and that's the one thing about that's the hallmark of the uh, horror movies I like in general. Like if it's killing kids, I, I like I don't like it. Sure. I don't like anything having to do with kids. And in the beginning, it, there was a little twist there, and it wasn't Michael Myers, and I guess I won't give it away. But yeah, there was a dead kid, and I was oh, I, and I had to turn my head and leave the room, and I'm like, okay. That was an annoying beginning, and I'm just going to forget that that happened. And then we got into the, you know, then Jamie Lee Curtis could be heard because now she's obviously writing a memoir um, in this last. uh, The character. The character. Sorry. Laurie Strode is writing a memoir of a memoir of all of her stuff. You know, my problem with the. The Halloween franchise, and I like it. Like I think I've seen all the Halloween films except some of the Rob Zombie twists on that. And I know you're not fond of those, but um, no, I did not. But someone here loves Rob Zombie, apparently, right? Uh, uh, probably our uh, death metal, uh, yes. uh, you know, producer Alex Barnard. But um, I don't like that they restarted the franchise and ignored a lot of the sequels twice, and then. One of the sequels that or that came out four years ago, they don't call it Halloween anything. They just call it Halloween. I, I hate when <laughs> franchises do that. Scream did the same thing. You can't have a sequel that has the same name as the original well, picture. They're, well, they're not calling it a sequel, really. They're, it's like a whole new thing. It was a whole new you know, trilogy of Halloween. And listen, I mean, I think people, at least like me, who are obsessed with the Halloween franchise um we'll accept anything you know because right. we're just in love with the entire thing and if you put if you give us jamie lee curtis we'll accept any we will we will suspend all previous narratives uh, i hear that yeah and 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 welcome the the whole thing back in but it's like marriage you know you're just committed whether whether you, know, you got ups and downs you got good narratives bad narratives but you just keep going see the 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 latest scream film which again is is called scream they had a word for that it's like a, they call it a requel it's a combination oh. reboot and and sequel and they kind of poke fun at themselves in that which i appreciated at least scream acknowledged the fact that they were, you know, using the same title for a film that already happened. Somehow, I feel like this complaint um, will not keep someone like Jamie Lee Curtis, the Scream Queen icon, up at night. Um, That's true. Because she's still making money off of you uh, I'm sure. and me. That's true. Uh, hopefully this radio program will. Uh, if you had to pick, if you had to pick a Halloween film, meaning the Michael Myers Halloween franchise, which that's a Captain Kirk mask. You're aware of that? Painted I, yeah, yeah, and it's, no, it's Inside Out. 
Inside out. Oh, yeah. I thought it was painted white it's, with the hair. Oh, you could be right. I don't know. Yeah, well, they put it inside out. They may have added stuff to it, but they just took the Captain Kirk. Man, I don't know who thought to do it to this day. I have no idea. Pro- probably they, John Carpenter, right? Uh, no? Well, some, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Or maybe Deborah Hill. Who knows? But they you know, turned it inside out, and they're like, oh, that works. That's neat. I, I did not know that it was inside out. But of all the Halloween films, other than the original, the first one, what is your favorite? If you had to pick a favorite sequel, oh. reboot, requel, whatever we're calling it, what's your favorite? Aside from the first one, it, first um, one. it is uh, H2O. H2O. Yes. That was a good one. That yeah. was a good one. That was kind of Jamie Lee Curtis's return to the franchise for after <laughs> yeah, a while, and right? And really forgetting a lot of narratives. And yeah. God knows where that sun is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, so as you mentioned, I know you're not fond of Atlantic City, but I was going to this this uh, Harry Hurley charity dinner last, uh, last Friday, and uh, our president, uh, Chad Lopez, was going to come with me. He was going to be my date, but obviously things were pretty chaotic here at the radio station because of uh, Bernard McGurk's passing and everything. So uh, I had this extra ticket that I had purchased, and uh, I asked you literally day of if you wanted to come, and and I figured for sure you'd say no. But you're a gambling man. I am. That's (laughs) right. I rolled the dice. I rolled the dice. Let's not talk about how I rolled the dice. <laughs> yeah. No, you did okay. I made money on your roll. And anyway, uh, you chose to come. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't so much about. I did choose to come. Yes, and you. It was. It worked out. I mean, and I, honestly, I was on the fence all day because I'm very. Uh, you know, I, I even though it's not a big deal, it's a big deal to me to leave my kids. Sure, you know, just at no, last no. minute. Like I feel the same way. I only have. A, he's my kid's not even verbal yet. I feel the same way about leaving him. Well, uh, I felt that way too when my kids were even smaller and I had to travel or do something. But then you realize they don't remember it. Now they remember everything because mm. they're older. So you might feel even. More, More guilty. Guilty, yeah. Okay. So anyway, but, um, but and, and oh, and like the difference between the genders, like, I do feel like the moms feel worse than the dads, just in be. general. Yeah. So maybe that could help you with your judge decision. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Well, so, so you heard that decision, I that did. discussion earlier. What's your take on what I should do there? I mean, okay, so. Well, co- what do you do if, the, if you know nothing about either candidate? What do you do? I write in Chris Christie now. <laughs> I, I, um. If I know nothing, I really just go for the the political party. If but I don't ever vote for a judge, so I wouldn't. It's different, you know. Yeah, so I, in your town, they don't elect judges, I guess, or uh, do they? I I haven't seen any. Right. Okay. But yeah. So, um, but in terms of the judge, I understand what you're saying. I don't think you can meet either one of them. But if you could, I would go by the handshake. Really? Or if you could find out what each is handshake is like, and whoever has the more sincere handshake. That's the one you well, go with. I probably could meet both of them, but the question is: I mean, Am I really going to go? Like, I probably meet both of them tomorrow. But am I really going to go to? Oh, the I didn't know. I didn't to, know the whole story. Okay, yeah. You're to, gonna... uh, no, no, I could. No, I'm saying I could find out where one of them is. I'm sure one of them's campaigning or something at a blackboard. Oh, okay, go up to one of them or both of them. Uh, go shake their hands. Am I going to really go to that much effort? I guess I will. Maybe. I mean, if. <clears throat> If you, if you, I don't know if you're going to go to that effort, but that's my suggestion. Okay. All right. That's not, that's not the worst thing that I've heard. Hey, um, I have said for years, f- since the time I was a child, I have been fascinated by the world of cryonics or cryogenics. Oh. I've heard it used interchangeably. And I've always said that um, if I ever had the means, if I had a limitless supply of money, you know, like a billionaire style, what I would do when I die is be cryogenically frozen in the hopes of being brought back 
later in life. And I love science fiction about this. I love uh, Austin Powers, everything, (laughs) you know, Demolition Man, you name it, everything that has to do with people being frozen and brought back. Mel Gibson was in one of these pictures. And then when Ted Williams did it, when he got his head frozen, uh, I figured, okay, there's somebody that's a trailblazer. It's not going to be such a crazy idea when I want to do it. What is the what is the latest in terms of uh, cryogenic freezing versus alternative means of handling your remains. Well, I mean, I guess the idea that this um, that, that this article that I was reading today was talking about the idea that when technology um, keeps improving, um, it's like the idea, like, could they be brought back to life? And a lot of these people that are cryogenically uh, frozen were uh, people who were ill and some people were, like, before their time dead and doctors sort of gave up. And so this this place is, like... Freezing them, I have to. I think it's in it's it's uh, it's in in the UK, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and there's 199 people in there. But, but there's but, there are places that do it in the United States. Absolutely, too. but I'm saying this particular place was saying, you know, um, we'll hold on to these bodies until we can figure out how to bring them back. I don't, hey, I don't know anything about it, but I, I think it's a it's a wild idea. I always thought it was. But it would be amazing, right? But would they be the same person? Is the question if they could actually figure out how to do it in a non AI kind of way, right? Like, wouldn't it be amazing if you could put like another beating heart in there? Yes, and, like, another I, brain? I think it's really. But they would be like your the shell would be the same, but everything else would be different. What a weird! It's like cloning almost, right? But, right. Yeah. Well, a lot of the people that are just getting their head frozen because it's less expensive to get the head frozen. That's the plan: is to clone the rest of your body. The thinking is that by the time they can cure whatever killed you and uh, revive your your head, they can clone the rest of your body parts. I think it's it's really interesting. Would it's, you want to do it? It's fascinating. Um, no, no. I, I have no interest in doing it. But I, when I stumbled across it, I was I, I I've just been into this whole cryo thing, and I went for the first time this week to get cryotherapy because my back, you know, as you know, is killing me, and I have sciatic and all these things, and I'm so tired of. Um, my chiropractor and everything and my massage therapist because none of it's really working. Mm. So I, so I just went and I sat in a chamber for three minutes and let me tell you, it is freezing. It's like a polar plunge, but so much worse. And they just have someone standing there talking to you the whole time. And in in order to keep your mind off of it, but I'm telling you, it did nothing. It did nothing for me. I just kept saying like, how much time do I have left? But it did feel good. And I am going to go back. Oh, you are? Um, yeah. Even though it didn't do anything to alleviate your back pain? No, it did. I mean, that day, I felt great, like, in the car and, and for the rest of the day. But um, it's it's one of these um, methods where if you go more, you'll see more benefits, allegedly. allegedly. Is it expensive? No. Um, you can get packages. I, but if you were to just walk in and get an appointment, it's like $65. Oh, okay. That's not great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's 65 Plus, they have all this other stuff. They have, like, spot treatment. And I'm like, what is this? It's like a wand. They wave over your face to, like, get rid of, like, fine lines. And they wave 10 minutes on one side. And then the other side, it's all cryo. That's neat. Okay. Technology. I find it amazing. I, I, so do I. Hey, by the way, uh, one person emailed me, and I can't vouch for this, but he emailed me an article saying that what I cited earlier, the information from my uncle-in-law that crossing your legs leads to back pain he says that's a myth and that's not accurate so i feel a lot better about that that i can cross my legs as i see fit uh, I, don't, I didn't I, know that men wanted to cross their legs so badly. I thought they were all about the man spreading. I, I never really wanted to do it until they somebody told, you not told to me do not it. to do it. 
My whole life is defined by doing the opposite of what society thinks that I should do. Oh, hey, so, you're, well, ta- you're talking to a girl who named her firstborn Rebel. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, we're talking with Marlena Shivo, producer, digital content creator, and, uh, and humorist. What's the best way for people to see some of the digital content that you're creating on a regular basis? Oh, uh, my Instagram, uh, at Marlena Shivo. And um, that's pretty much it for now. Okay, yeah. some good stuff on there. Um, so, what was your final review on your your AC trip, our AC outing together? Um, you can I, be honest; it's okay. No, I mean it was a fun it was a fun night, but like it, it, I just think it's so funny that um, once we were done with the event. And then we had drinks, whatever. It was really only like 10 o'clock. Technically, we could have just gone home and maybe had like a, a drink locally or whatever. No. You were like, you're like, oh, no, I have a room and da, 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 whatever. I have these rooms. And because you just wanted to gamble. Is well, what, basically what it comes down well, to. Well, I like to explore and, and meet people and everything. Um, but, but who were uh, you meeting? The, 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 we, we met the, the former dealer? mayor of uh, Atlantic City, Don Guardian. You met him. We, you know him. Yeah, but we hung out with him. You yeah. Know? We, we hung out a little bit with Congressman Jeff Van Drew. Yes. Right? Well, um, not really. Well, a little bit. We exchanged <laughs> with I got to carry around Assemblyman Robert Roth's proclamations all, all, all did evening. You, did, you do, did you dole those out when you I got did, back? I did, yes. I, I gave, left one for John. I gave one to Bernie's widow. And I gave one to uh, Sid. And everyone was happy to get it. By the way, I've noticed you've done a number of appearances on the uh, Sid Rosenberg radio show. How how have you found those? How have you enjoyed those? Um, they they have been uh, they've been um, let's see they've been passive aggressive and but fun. <laughs> I think that's a good description. Yeah, I saw um, I'm the man. I, on your Substack, which people should subscribe to. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, you have actually a book review of Sid's book. If people want to read that or subscribe oh, to right. your Substack, how do they do that? Uh, you just have to go to Substack.com and put in Marlena Shivo, and it will pop up. And that was actually really fun to write. Um, And and, and when he when we when I came on and and we were going to talk about the review and the book and whatever, it was all about pimping him. He hammered me about Donald Trump out of nowhere. And I'm like, are we going to talk about your book? book i mean it's not my book when he gets into a, a mode like a down a certain path he just goes down that that path that's uh that's it we love him. hey <laughs> um speaking of people that uh, are part of famous television and radio partnerships kelly ripa oh. is uh she has a memoir of yeah. her own i have not yet read your review of this kelly ripa memoir but uh she's getting a little bit of criticism what's the story with this kelly ripa memoir why do people care about this and what what is the nature of the criticism I mean, the nature of the criticism is that she was not uh, it wasn't very flattering for Regis Philbin. And Mm. and I think you and I talked about this, too. If you're going to say something that is unkind about somebody, do you really wait until they're dead? I hate this. Katie Kirk did the same thing. (laughs) That's true. She did. And and what I don't understand is someone like Kelly Ripa, who has endless amounts of fame and money and for and everything she's probably wanted, like. I don't really understand even the purpose of writing a memoir. Mm. At this point, wouldn't you use your platform for something positive? I think this is sort of like, I hate to use the term bad karma, but it's kind of like that law of attraction. Like you're saying you're putting out negativity and it's just going to come back to you. So these criticisms are well-deserved. It's like, why don't you use all of your resources, wealth and, and, and uh, like I said, your fame to do something better. Is there anything on the side that you do that you would like to write and inspire people with? Like, why do you have to write the tell-all? The tell-all is so played out. But, uh, you know, look, I guess that's what publishers pressure you to do if you write a book these days. But you don't have to fall into it. I mean, like, I feel like 
maybe if, right. Kelly... if, she, if she made four million dollars from this or five million, is that really life changing money for Kelly Ripa? Exactly, really? and 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 then like at, with um, you know making the sacrifice of criticizing people yeah. she worked with, right. you know, and it's kind of like. What do you care at this point? If you really want to talk about your climb to break through the glass ceiling, I'm sure someone will interview you right, one day right. when you step down. Or and on you can the five t- shows that she has, oh. she could do it on there. Just- yes, you could do it during any anything to talk about it. But you don't have to like memorialize it on on you know in a book and then. Um, I don't know. Take people down with you, and ones that can't even defend themselves. That's what that's what me kills crazy. me, and, and that's what uh, I really did lose a lot of respect for Katie Couric. And I feel the same way about Kelly Ripon now. Katie Couric, you know, really badmouthed Larry King significantly in this book. But she never said anything about this when he was alive, when he could have said, no, that's not what happened. This is what happened. Or given greater context to the things that she was claiming. I just, you know, when someone's dead, you can't, you could say anything you want about them. They can't, they can't, you know, unless it's a Halloween sequel, they can't come back (laughs) like Michael Myers and, uh, and defend themselves. So uh, right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I found, uh, I found that to be in uh, pretty poor taste. So today is October 14th. A lot of Folks uh, know that uh, it is the birthday of my friend Keith Spaulding and uh, also a number of other interesting people's birthdays today. But they may not know that today is actually National Dessert Day. It right? is. And I thought about bringing you a dessert and then I thought better of it. No, yeah. And, then, I I and then it's also National Egg Day. So I was like, oh, I want to really? bring him an egg. But I then I'm it. like, yeah, what if I break the egg? I'll just be annoyed <laughs> that I even tried to bring an egg into the studio. Um, and then it's a national day for uh, um, that's that is called be bald and be free. Oh. I guess you're supposed to be like uh, happy that you're bald or liberated about being bald. I don't know. And then um, people named Ryan. This is your day. Oh, and people named Veronica. This is your day. Also, Veronica's Ryan's. OK. Uh, Keith Spaulding's birthday. Also, uh, Virginia, my my friend, Virginia, she's really Rachel's friend, but I've adopted her as well. It's her birthday as well. So happy birthday to everybody celebrating a birthday today did or you, people celebrating national dessert. Today. Did you know that yesterday was uh, uh, don't uh, no bra day? I did. Don't know worry. Did, oh, did, yeah. Did you did you take your bra off? <laughs> That's it. It was also, and I guess maybe the two are related. It was um, uh, breast cancer, oh, you know, uh, screening and awareness day. I guess right. maybe that's why it was no bra. It was, day. but I still right? want to talk about your bra. Yeah. <laughs> did you did, did you put one back on for today? Because it I is did. the fourteenth. Yes. No. 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 Come okay, on. We're good. back on the same play. Also, happy birthday to uh, Joe Girardi and to sports radio host Stephen A. Smith, who was once guest on the Chris Cuomo show. Everybody celebrating birthdays uh, today. Uh, All right, we're going to continue with Marlena Shivo in just a bit. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in the world of fentanyl, Mm. because uh, fentanyl was already pretty terrifying, but just got a whole lot more terrifying. But first, we're going to try and give away $1,000 by giving one lucky listener an opportunity to play the $1,000 minute. If you think you have what it takes to answer 10 10 trivia questions in 60 seconds, then give me a call right now at 800-848-9222. And if you're the seventh caller, we'll give you an opportunity to win some money. Uh, 800-848-9222. We're also going to see how Marlena does in terms of (laughs) how she would be able to answer these questions. This is The Other Side of Midnight here with Marlena Shivo. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.
is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. Marlena Shivo, kind enough to join me in studio. Uh, we're going to see how she does in terms of uh, her hand at trivia. We're also going to try and give away some money uh, because it is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents... It's the $1,000 Minute. Answer 10 questions correctly in one minute and you could win $1,000. Here's your host, Frank Murano. All right. Uh, let us say hello to Mike in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Hello, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well, Mike. Mike, you understand how the game is played? Yep. Okay. You didn't play just like three days ago, right, that there's going to be a controversy if you, if you, need, if you win a prize? Nah, no, okay. no controversy. All right. So uh, we'll get started if you're ready to go, okay? Let's go. All right. How many hours are in a day? 24. What is the compound H2O better known as? Water. Who is the current King of England? Charles. What former Hawaii congresswoman left the Democratic Party this week? Elsie Gavin. What comedic actor starred in Ghostbusters, Saturday Night Live, and Groundhog Day? Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Ah, I am very sorry. Uh, Dan Aykroyd was not in Groundhog Day. Um, You are are incorrect. Bill Murray is the answer we were looking for there. Mike, Mike. Bill Murray. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to put you on hold. And I have 34 seconds left on the clock. I want to see how Marlena would do with the remainder of these questions. Do you have them all right so far? Yes, I do. Yes, okay. These are pretty easy questions. All right. So there's 34 (laughs) seconds left, and we're up to question number six. So you got five right, and I have looked. You've been you've been going in the right direction. All right, so we're going to continue, and we'll give Marlena a consolation prize if she wins. We can't give her a thousand dollars because forget about it. There'll be all sorts of payola scandals. I'll get in all sorts of trouble. But I am just curious to see how this would go. All right, what New York gubernatorial candidate recently complained of gunfire outside of his house? You could write it down. Um, what? Or I guess you could just say it now that you're the only person playing. What baseball team plays in Cleveland? Oh, 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 um, in Cleveland, the um, Cle- baseball team at the Browns? No, oh. I'm sorry. Damn, wait, wait, no, no. Oh, who? You want to guess again? Do you, do you... Wait, the Cleveland baseball team. Why did it go with baseball? Because it's the playoffs. <laughs> it's an exciting time. All right, it's the Guardians, unfortunately, oh. that play in Cleveland. They used to be the Indians. Now they're the baseball team, formerly known as the Indians. So that's it. You're, you, you also would not have won the thousand dollars never do well you know what they say uh lucky in love unlucky in the thousand dollar minute now um (laughs) there is uh, a bit on a serious note uh we've talked a lot about the drug problem in the country especially as it relates to opioids and to fentanyl specifically more people died of drug overdoses related to opioids and or fentanyl last year alone then died in the entire Vietnam War. One year, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, fentanyl, which was already a nightmare for uh, parents, especially parents of uh, two young girls that are going to uh, pretty soon be at an age that they're exposed to this kind of thing, and uh, it, it just got a lot more scary. What's happening in the fentanyl Well, the world? thing is about fentanyl, though, the, the, like they've been talking about this rainbow-colored fentanyl, and it looks just like candy. It also looks like um, other drugs. But if a kid looks at this, it kind of looks like sweet tarts, right? It's frightening. Like, 
Could you imagine a little kid, a four-year-old, five, who may see a piece of candy on the ground and pick it up and eat it just because they're so little, right? right? I mean, my, my nine-year-old... My ten-month-old would do that. Well, yeah, exactly, my right? My ten-month-old eats cat food on the ground. Well, yeah, he probably eats lots of things, but... But I'm saying like a kid who really knows what candy is and sees it and would pick it up and then there you go. But now with Halloween and everything, mm-hmm. it's not just about trick-or-treating because you're with your kids or I'm with my kids when they're trick-or-treating. And, um, you know, it's one thing for them to pull a Snickers out and eat it or or what have you. But we do this thing. I don't know if they do it in Staten Island where they boo we boo people. Yeah, you have the boo I, bags. I had not heard of this. Tell people what this oh, is. Oh, so it's it, some people call it ghosting and or booing. It's the same thing. You basically, um, it's like a ding dong dash kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you leave a bag of um, Halloween treats on the. Th- and it's not just only candy. I mean, you leave little toys and like chattering teeth and all these things. And it's like a bag full of stuff. But what happens is. Um, as soon as it happens, like, you know, it's happening because you can hear all the like running in the footsteps and like we go dashing through the door trying to catch them. And my kids are like, ah, then they come back, they grab the bags, they tear them open, they start tearing into the candy. And I'm like, it doesn't, you know, I'm not even thinking about it because of course they're going to do that. I'm not going to restrict them. But now I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's local people, but what's sickos, you know, like you just never know. Like, well, you, I mean, you don't think somebody not locally. No, but I mean, just I'm saying like accidentally or if like it falls, if something like this is wrapped in a certain way and falls into the wrong, you know, there's just your brain. Well, I could see it so many if directions. you're a, a, a user of fentanyl and you have this lying around the house. Well, there's that, too. Right? And you have a child around the house and I could see them thinking it's a. A sweet tart or something like that, because it does look like but that. But what if you have a fentanyl user in, in the area who has it in their pocket and it falls out and it's somewhere and it's in the front? Or you don't even know if your neighbors are God knows what and they're at their house and it's in their house. I mean, this is something that people talk about all the time in terms of guns and mm-hmm. other things, right? Um, it is very scary because it also goes through the skin, of users. I'm kidding. You don't even have to ingest it or anything? So, no, you could be, like, if you were a fentanyl user and, and you had um, carmine, like, laying on your chest to go to sleep, um, it could absorb into his skin and he could die. And it oh. actually just happened to oh. my friend's friend. His da- daughter, one-year-old, was napping. He was laying next to her. He was a user. She never woke up. That's it. And then, then they oh. they did all the tests. She had fentanyl in her system, so he was responsible for his one-year-old's death. He has since died. Oh, that, that, I mean, you talk about a literal nightmare. That is Well, yeah, he could a- not live with himself. He ended up, like, trying to go on some retreat and, like, come to terms with it, and then he ended up just overdosing. Because I, he no, was, I, can, yeah. I can understand that. D- did so. they make it rainbow-colored because they felt it would be easier to sell to children or because they felt that this would be less likely for law enforcement to detect or for some other reason? Well, yeah, I don't think it even it becomes about children. I'm sure there is some sinister person out there who would try it, but it's like some of the blue ones look like Xanax and some of the, you know, some other ones look like other drugs that are legal or whatever. And yes, and some looks like candy. So it's I guess they think it's easier to um, get past law enforcement. So that's tricky in and of itself. Absolutely. Uh, if people want to comment, they can. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. One other issue, uh, which is very heavy, not the kind of lighthearted fare that we generally like to focus on, right. is out of Florida, the uh, Parkland school shooter. He uh, was obviously responsible for this horrible mass murder and uh 
The jury yesterday decided not to give him the death penalty. What was your reaction to this? So, I mean, instead of even thinking about it in terms of should he had the death penalty and, and, and life in prison, because that's always been this, like, long debate, right? This Having school-aged kids and, and having uh, school shootings in the news ever is, is, is horrifying, right? So now... Both my kids actually have smartwatches, and they're and they are not the t- they're not Apple watches. They're gizmos. They're connected to Verizon. They're just like, all they can do is call. The, uh, you can only have ten phone numbers. I program program them in through an app. I control everything through my so phone. So they probably have you, your husband, and yeah, whoever, other yeah, relatives yeah, or yeah like my my parents, whatever, and um. And and it's just the idea, like you can track, like I can see where my child is. Up, oh, she's in school or whatever. She's not there. To, she, she can't play games. She can't surf the net. She can't do anything. It's just a watch that it has calling and texting capabilities. Mm-hmm. Texting through voice. Now, they now we were just, we, a note went out last week saying you you know your kids um, can't wear their smart watches. They have to be turned off and in their bags. Do, do you know that I? Now this is going to be my next battle at the BOE meeting. You want them to still be able to? Yes, because she's not. It's not for playing games. It's not a distraction. It's not anything. It is for a, a peace of mind, so my child can get in touch with me. God forbid anything, anything. She had a really bad stomach ache two weeks ago, and she's and she called me and was like, "I really like I want to come home." But I mean, did she call you using the smartwatch, or she went to the nurse's she, office? Well, she texted me through the smartwatch, uh-huh. and she ended up going to the nurse's office also. But um, it was just kind of I don't know. She, whatever. The point is, is that I, I want to be able to get in touch with my kid, and it, it and they're saying that. You know what she said to me in the car today? Because I was like, where's your watch? They made me take it off. I'm like, where is it? Fine. I'm like, what, what are the reasons they're telling you to take it off? They're like, it could set off a bomb. I'm like, your watch could set off a bomb? You're like, yeah. And then she starts talking about Area 54 or something. I'm like, what are you What are you saying to me well, right now? First of all, if there are bombs in the school, I would think there's broader problems than, <laughs> than just the watch. That, I'm like, who? I don't know. I'm like, who's giving you this information? She's like, it's it's dangerous. Like, if there's like a bomb in the school. I'm like, this isn't going to happen. But if there was one, I'm like, you're. I think you're mishearing what they're telling you. But if they said the word bomb, that's insane to begin with. So there's a this is very so have layered. You talked? I, I know you have no hesitance that to just today. bring uh, issues to the school board or to the <laughs> teachers. Are, have you talked with the local administrators or anything about it, the smartphone ban? Or it, smart this is all ban? happening in real time I'm, in the past two days. The, the note went out two days ago. This conversation just happened after school today. So Just to um, play devil's advocate. And okay. Again, I'm, I'm sympathetic to everything that you're saying, but... Could you use those smart watches for um, for cheating on tests or exams? No, because like she can't. There's there's no way for her to get to the web. That's the difference. Like it, it's not an Apple. It's not a. It's like a, not an Apple phone. Like, but if I, if she's got my number, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, couldn't I text her answers to a test? I mean, I guess you could, but it's. Who's in there that's texting her answers to a test? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how kids find very creative ways to cheat. They used no, to be. No, they just be don't want it. To, they don't want the sounds to be on and have it be disruptive to class and all this other stuff. And then they're saying, "Oh, they want it off in the bags because they spoke to local law enforcement." And they're saying that, like, if they told us if there was a shooter in the building, that it would sort of like key them into like a, a classroom. I'm like, if they're already in the school, a watch making it would key a sound. The shooter? Oh, yes. oh, oh, I see. Like, I see. oh, there's a sound coming from that room and I'll go to that uh, room. See, that's interesting. So, so you view the smartwatch as a, a safety. safety precaution in yeah. the event there's a shooting. They're saying Ugh. that it actually, if there's a shooting, it would lead to uh, people knowing where to go, where to target children based on these sounds going off. Right, but like the classes are filled with kids 
regardless of watches and iPhones. Right. Right. Gotcha. So what do you mean? Which class to go to? Right. You know, right. like, cause, it, it, oh, that one just made a noise. I'm yeah. going to go. Uh, so that's interesting. That's, I'd be curious what other parents think about this. 800-848-9222. Do you have an opinion in terms of whether this young man should have gotten the death penalty for the Parkland shooting? Yeah, I don't know why the taxpayers have to pay for this animal to stay in prison until mm. he dies. I mean, I've always felt that way about the death penalty. It's just like, you know, um, if you are 100 percent guilty and they can prove it and they have, um, then why are, why are we paying to feed him and... Him. Yeah, that's always look. This is a poster child, literally, for the death why penalty. there should be the death penalty. Right. Not a lot of sympathy for uh, for this person. I mean, he'd still be there for ten years until he got the death. Right. No, no, no <laughs> I understand. But he wouldn't be there for fifty years. Right. Uh, by the way, ha- Halloween ends because I am gonna. If I end up waking up super early before Rachel's up tomorrow, I may try and watch this. Is this streaming for free? Can uh, I watch it for free, or do, do you have to pay you, three dollars or something? Well, no. I mean, are you have a subscription to Peacock? It's only streaming I think on I do. Peacock. I think I have through my brother Alexander's subscription. Well, then, so if you have that, then you can watch Halloween. Okay, I may yes. do that I, because I just watched the last two last year, so they're still fresh in my my brain. So last I'm going to watch year. them. Yeah, right. Now, uh, are you going to be showing any of these Halloween films at your Halloween party? I absolutely am. I have the two big screen TVs on either side of my house, and then they just keeps them rolling. Last year, I, I, had, I told you I, was, I had the I had it rolling in the living room, and I had the scream animatronic just sitting there, and I, the lights were I had like the swirly lights with like ghosts going around. So anytime anytime anyone tried to go in my living room, it was just like, Psh, and it would keep everybody off my. You're rug. a fun mom. I love this. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of horror movies, a story in the New York Post today is uh, all about. Actually, yeah. I know the people that uh, that made this picture. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's ter- an indie film. Yeah, I know these guys. I, I uh, Terrifier too. I just I didn't realize this was the film. I saw the headline before, and I didn't read the article. And I know the guys that made this. Terrifier two is a new horror film, and it is apparently so gory that it is causing people watching it to uh, get sick and actually vomit and faint. In theaters. Um, Yeah. It it, it looks weird. And actually, I remember when they were filming this because the guys would get made up in some of these weird outfits and stuff and post photos of themselves on social media. And even Rachel, you know, who's friends with some of these guys, too, said, yeah, it looks really terrifying. I think once you're vomiting in the theater, you've probably gone too far. right? Okay, so. I think it. I read. I never saw Terrifier. What did you see the first? No, I didn't. But I'm told it stands on its own. Okay. The terrifier too. Well, this I read the premise for this, and it's basically this guy um, comes back to life. This killer, like the evil clown, is has like an evil spirit that brings him to life, and he goes out on Halloween and terrorizes and I, two uh, kids, like a brother and a sister, and it's so gory and so bloody and so disturbing that people are fainting and vomiting from it. And I, I don't understand. Forget the vomiting and the fainting, because that's just whatever. I don't understand why you would want to watch a film that has, uh, like, torture scenes in, mm. of any kind. I don't think that's entertaining at all. Do you? I don't. Like no. Saw? No. Well, know, I like never the, saw Saw. But, uh, oh, I yeah. I had to stop watching I, I'm all, You know, I don't mind gore if it's a part of, uh, of the plot, but I don't, I'm not for gore for gore's sake. You know, um, but and, that, and we're talking about gruesome, not right, Al not Gore, Al Gore who right. you used to work with on the climate Who's change my thing. Saver. Yeah, exactly. No, I haven't changed, and it makes me laugh every time I turn it on. But yes. yeah, well, was he a nice guy when you worked with him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Of he got he got 
Me Too, like right before the Me Too era blew up, that he was accused of, I don't know, uh, lascivious massages or something. I don't remember the situation. But um, this uh, Terrifier 2 is not the only new film to traumatize viewers. Uh, er, Apparently, earlier this week, a lot of people on social media were saying that Netflix should include a trigger warning on this new Mila Kunis film, Luckiest Girl Alive, because there's some disturbing scenes of sexual violence. Now, I like Mila Kunis. I have not seen this picture. Have you seen it? Mila Kunis, but um, it's Mila, not Mila. I don't watch any violence. I, I, it, uh, as weird as that sounds, because I love horror films, I don't watch violent uh, films. I don't watch action adventure films. I like kitschy horror, horror with like villains that would never exist. That like cartoonish that, horror that doesn't involve kids and torture and just you know what you said, like just for the sake of being disgusting. What's your? Give me your top three favorite horror films. Oh, of all time? Oh, that's mm-hmm. really hard. But um well, I'll give me three that you really like. Well, I I really liked, you know what? I liked the remake of uh Nightmare on Elm Street better than the original. Really? Yes. I don't think I saw the remake. And I love that franchise. I really I like all the Nightmare on Elm Street uh films. Um and uh, I just when we were in Cape May and I would do I'm in a different sleep schedule than everybody. I would get up early and I saw the 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 newer Scream films that I haven't seen. I have to put that on my list too, the newer Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, film. it was probably from about 8 years ago. Yeah. Uh, ish. It's okay. Maybe hey, 10 years ago. Two quick stories I want to uh bring to folks attention before we uh before we ran out of time, and then if there's time, we'll take a few calls. Um, there apparently is a new controversial emoji. I'm not really an emoji person. I will maybe do a smiley face for once in a while or a wink. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of the emojis that I do. I've noticed the iPhone users are much bigger with the emojis. What's happening in the emoji this world? This is insane. Like, this takes um, this generation, this Gen Z generation, to another level of sensitive and. Um, they they really they really are just over the top. So they are saying that they find the thumbs up emoji to be offensive. They think that it's passive aggressive. Um, let me see. I have to read this because it's so ridiculous to even paraphrase. Okay, so thumbs one, up, just this, plain old regular thumbs, th- thumbs up. Thumbs up. This twenty four year old said that um, the best way he can describe it is ne- it should never be used in any situation um, as it is quote hurtful. Why is it hurtful? Uh, no one my age in the office does it, but the Gen X people always do it. Took me a bit, ready, to adjust and get it out of my head that it means they're mad at me. Wh- Why? Wouldn't you think it would be the thumbs down or something no, else or, or like a non-answer? Um, so let me see. It said this other Gen Zer said, uh, my last workplace had the WhatsApp chat. For our team to send info to each other and the, most of the people on there just replied with a thumbs up. I don't know why, but it seemed a little bit hostile to me, said one woman. Um, and I, it, I don't <laughs> understand what the basis for the hostility is. And I read the the article that was in the Daily Mail on this and I still don't understand. What is the – What is the? so they say this makes you look old using a thumbs up emoji. Well, they say it makes you look old, but the, these Gen Zers that were interviewed for this – are talk, saying it's actually passive-aggressive and never use it because it's hurtful. Well, I, I mean, it doesn't even make any sense because they're basically, I guess it leaves them guessing about what you're thinking. Right. Uh, that is, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I use words. I say thank you or okay or ha. I mean, so do I. But sometimes, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand this. I feel like this 
this is like the most ridiculous thing. Um, you know, to say like a thumb is offensive. I mean, it's like, do they see the other emoji? The middle finger emoji? I mean, do they know that that exists? Uh, that's very funny. 800-848-9222. Uh, let us say hello to Joey in Hopog. Hello there, Joey. Sir, thank you for taking my call. I want to disagree with the last caller. And they children do not need cell phones in schools. They need like um, something in amount. I'm not touting the uh, the company, but like a first alert that in an emergency they can hit a button. But I do not agree with anything disruptive in class, such as the phone and texting and such. Thank you, sir. Uh, oh wait, yeah, no, I have a lot to say about that because. Yeah. So what I was trying to say was the phone that I have for my kids, I control it from my phone. So they have a school mode. And they can't do anything on the phone anyway, even if it wasn't in school mode. The only thing that would happen is if somebody called them. And who would be calling them or texting them? Right. It wouldn't be me because I don't need to. Um, that would be the only sound that it would make. And, yeah, I understand how it would be disruptive. But you can silence the phone and still have them wearing it on their wrist because you can still track them and track where they are. It's, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand. I mean, you could, t- you could say, I mean, oh, I hate to say this, but like, these people who have their phones on airplanes and they call their loved ones if they think they're about to crash. You know, this is a thing. Yeah, people you heard a lot about that their... um, in on September 11th. I didn't want to yeah. say. Yeah, I didn't want to say oh, that, hmm. but you know, that's but, true. But I'm just saying. Like, uh, this person can... texted me said, "FYI, from Elena, any cell phone or smartwatch can trigger an explosive." So there you have it. Stop. You know, that's what this person says. And what is that person's expertise? I, I don't know. Please provide a resume of your uh, <laughs> your, your bomb defusal experience and uh, uh alfredo in newark hello alfredo yeah good morning frank uh, let me share my experience when i was five years old uh i saw on the floor uh, a pill it was orange i remember very clear and it, it looks nice so i took it and after that i almost died i had vomits and uh, i was trembling for hours and uh but what was... a lady took me to the clinic, and I didn't tell my mother I, I was fine, thank God, and it could be fentanyl, but this time I will be dead. What was the pill? Do you know? I never, I never told my mother. I never find out. Uh, I guess it was my brother's pill because my brother had some issues. Uh, it, it must be a very strong pill. Well, I, I'll say. Hey, Alfredo, thanks for sharing that. Let this be a cautionary tale. If you find a pill on the ground, do not take it. No matter what age you are, it's not a good idea. I mean, unless it looks really, really delicious. All right, uh, 800-848-9222. We'll do 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.
All right, before we run out of time here, we're going to give you an opportunity to be heard for 15 seconds. Uh, Marlena Schiavo has been my guest. You can find her on Instagram at uh, Marlena Schiavo, S-C-H-I-A-V-O. And uh, you can also subscribe to her Substack, and uh, you can read that terrific review of uh, Sid Rosenberg's book, which some people say is actually even more interesting than uh, Sid's book himself. Again, if people want to find your Substack, Marlena, how can they do that? Uh, go to Substack. Dot com and put in Marlena Shivo. Uh, S-C-H-I-A-V-O, like uh, like Terry Shivo. You doing anything fun this weekend? What are you, what's on your agenda? Oh, um, more horror movies, actually. Wonderful. Yeah. Good. That uh, sounds like, uh, sounds like a plan. I have um I have a 40th birthday party tomorrow night and a psoriasis walk on Sunday morning. That is the totality of my plans. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Ralph in New Jersey. Okay, I have a question for Marlena. If uh, Joseph Biden has declared the virus is over, why do they still have a lockdown and a zero COVID policy in China, Marlena? And- uh, Mike in Lake George. Tomorrow, Frank. Um, you know what? I- I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. All the words and uh, that you expressed about Bernie and everybody. Um, you got to go to Long Beach boardwalk and go to Jordan's Lobster if you can. We had a 50th reunion there. That was one of Bernie's favorite places. Uh, and you know what, Frank? Give, give Carmine a, a high uh, a fist pump for me. All right, brother? Leo. Since I got stopped from homeless in January in summer chase with guns, Enrique go actually beaten, concussion in the head, I denounced Anthony Weiner because he's voting for Hochul. Mike. Good morning, Frank. Word on the street is Carmine is off of baby formula and eating solid food. If you teach him to use the litter box, think of the money you'll save on diapers. <laughs> on that note, uh, have a great weekend. If you want to stay in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or, and even on Instagram at Morano Vision. Frank Morano, good day. <laughs> 